Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you are tuning in, and hope that you would be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. James chapter 1 verse 21 it reads from the New King James Version where I will start first therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul it says but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself say don't deceive yourself don't deceive yourself Verse 23 then says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. I want you to key your attention there. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Verse 25, and then I'll stop there and I'll pick it up later. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Say the word is speaking to me. The word is speaking to me. Before I give you the title, here we go. I want to read this from the voice Bible for your hearing i don't have it here but listen to the words carefully from the voice translation and it reads put the word into action if you think hearing is what matters most you are going to find you have been deceived if some fail to do what god requires it's it's as if they forget the word as soon as they hear it one minute they look into the mirror and the next they forget who they are and what they look like However, it is possible to open your eyes and take in the beautiful, perfect truth found in God's law of liberty and live by it. If you pursue the path and actually do what God has commanded, then you will avoid the many distractions that lead to amnesia of all true things and you will be blessed. And you will be blessed. I want to talk to you this morning from the subject mirrors mirrors i got my little mirror right here it ain't mine i look i look decent i need a haircut though (laughs) i borrowed my sister's mirror for today's message amen the to-go one you know it's funny y'all ladies got different things y'all know so boomy used her phone to put her lashes on (laughs) and if she running late in the car she gonna use (laughs) It's the funniest thing. If you ever see Booby running late, she gonna be right there in that car <laughs> trying to put the <sighs> Oh man. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna talk about mirrors. And the premise of today's message is we wanna focus on 
if my life is reflecting the image of Christ and discover what areas in our lives that is still not yielded to reflect the glory of God. Amen. That's what we want to deal with. I want to first start off um, today's conversation with you in this message to talk about your human will. All of us have a will. Uh, We were created in God's image in the sense that all of us have free will and choice. We were all created with the ability to choose. Are you glad about that? That God uh, has given us an ability to make a decision. That God did not create us as robots. That you get to decide whether you're going to do something or not and not be controlled if you weren't going to do it or not. So God has created us all with human will and choice. And when God created man, when he first put them in the garden, the human will was sanctified. The human will was sanctified. It's going to make sense in a minute. The human will was sanctified. It, God made everything and it was good. Let me tell you something. To tell the, I heard this on TikTok. You know, I look at a lot of TikTok. I don't know about you, but I do. It's funny. But I was watching some of the things, and this one lady who called herself a spiritualist, she used to be a pre- preacher's kid and a believer and all this stuff, she said, why, why would free will be, so, why would God allow certain things to happen and free will and all of that stuff like that? It's God, because God is evil and all that. I had to explain, this, explain something to you and make it very clear that human will is is only evil because one man's sin allowed for corruption to now corrupt our choice are you hearing what i'm saying meaning what i'm telling you today is that everything god created was good it was that man's decision allowed corruption to come in therefore evil is present therefore entering here we come sin Sin was not a thing in the garden. Why? Because man continued to obey God, did not eat of it. And guess what? If we were made with free will, that means that God himself, he cannot do evil and chooses not to do evil. The Bible says that God cannot be tempted to do evil. So even when the devil tried to tempt Jesus in the uh, uh, the wilderness, he did not yield unto the temptation that was faced his way. Why? Because while he's fully human, he's still God. And he made a choice to say, I am not going to fall into temptation. Let your faith rise with Pastor Brandon's 21-Day Faith Declaration Journal, available now on Amazon. Receive inspiring scriptures and journal to grow your faith in God. Purchase it now on Amazon. And so when we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, choices and everything, what I'm telling you is that anybody's life can be transformed if they make the choice to allow God to come in their hearts. That it don't matter what walk of life you came from, it don't matter what you, where you were, what environment you were born into, that God can change anyone's life if they make the decision to yield to his doing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have a human will. You have a choice to either accept God and accept the belief that Jesus is the true Messiah or you will make a decision to rebel against God. Can I tell you something that your life is preaching something without you saying anything? 
Can I tell you that your life is, if you don't believe it or not, there's people who watch you, there's people who watch your Instagram, there's people who watch you. Your life is preaching something in your family, it's preaching something in your workplace. Your life is ministering and conveying something. Either it's going to convey that you are somebody who's yielded to God, or it's going to convey somebody by their decision and by their actions, somebody who's rebelling against God. And though, let me tell you something, your rebellion against God don't mean that you got to be hooked up on drugs. It don't got to mean that you, you can have a good life making great money, but yet you still feel empty and your life shows that you're empty. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm telling you that your life is mirroring something or someone. Some people, ladies and gentlemen, want to mirror their lives off for other people. And so you kind of reflect your life on what you're trying to build. Say, I'm a reflection. But who are you a reflection of? The question is, who are you a reflection of? Because you're reflecting somebody. And you're reflecting something. Ladies and gentlemen, are you a reflector that God's glory is shining through? Or are you someone? Or God's glory is shining through you, but there's still some areas. And there's areas in all of our lives. Come on, somebody. I'm talking for myself. There's areas in my life that I know that I still have not... That my, let me tell you something. Wow, ah, God, I hear you. Paul said in Romans, he says, Oh my God, I want to do good, but evil is present. There is an intruder, and the intruder is sin. There is a human will inside of me that he wants to be against God. Say, when I want to do good, evil is present. When I want to be focused, evil is always present. My human will is my capacity to act responsible to act responsible to either if I'm going to receive God or disobey. It's, it's my capacity to choose. And why did Jesus come? Because I have to be regenerated because I will never be able to live up to the standard of God because my human will will not allow me. It has to be born again. When Jesus was talking to a Pharisee who came in the night, his name was Nicodemus. Nicodemus was asking him questions about what are you talking about be born again? Do you mean I got to get back in my mother's womb? I don't think that you want to do that at this time. Jesus said, absolutely not. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about receiving salvation. Why did the soul need saving? Because the soul needed to be regenerated in order to live up to what God has ordained. That's why you had to be born again. You can't tell somebody to get their life together and and they haven't come into salvation because their soul will never be able to. Because it hasn't been born again. You have to be born again. See, regeneration itself includes a renewal of the desires and a redirecting of the will. That when you, when we just baptized people on last Sunday, what we're saying is that they have now risen to new life in Christ. God is not working on your old man that's dead. It was been buried with God. He working on the new you. The new you that's able to obey. 
God ain't working on your old man. That's crucified. I didn't already sanctified you into the new. You don't have to live by the old anymore because I didn't sanctified you in the new. Say, I'm a new creation. If any man be born in Christ, he is a new creation. He didn't say I'm a workman of the, or an improvement of the old. He said, I'm completely new. He said, I came to make all things new. I didn't come to improve your jacked up self. I came to give you a new improved you that will be able to live righteous before me. Now. Whereas the human previously willed themselves, they are now enabled to do the will, uh, will to will the good of others and the glory of God. The renewed will continues to fight against the remnants of sin. So why do I still struggle, Pastor Brandon? Because there's remnants of sin that remains in us. Yeah. Guess what? The old man is gone, but his remnants not. I'm going to say that again. The old man is gone, but the remnants are still around. Oh, pastor, I thought I'm fully changed. Yeah, you are. You are new, but them remnants are still there. There's some steel. Let me tell you something. This is the process of sanctification. Yes, Pastor Brandon is saved. Yes, absolutely. I'm now, I've been sanctified at my port of salvation. What is sanctification? Don't be scared of that big word. It ain't nothing big. What is it? This sanctification is the process of becoming. I'm being in the, I'm in the process of becoming what God has already claimed me to be. So I'm be, I'm continuously being sanctified in the image of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? However, watch this. While I'm being sanctified and being transformed, there are certain things that while my old man is dead, there's certain mindsets that I had that I got to get adjusted to in my new life. There are certain things that I would think or certain triggers that I have not probably fully surrendered yet. There are certain triggers that if you come up on me, I haven't got my tongue all together right yet. That if, if my tongue is not all together right yet, you're going to catch me and I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. And then you're going to say, hey, I thought you were a Christian. I am, but my tongue ain't been fully sanctified. Pastor, I love the woman ain't fully because your soul ain't been fully sanctified and still you still doing certain things and calling up certain people. It ain't that you're not saved. It's that you ain't sanctified that place yet. Come on. Why I still thinking the way I do? Why I still? Because it ain't been fully sanctified yet. It ain't going to be completed until the day of Christ. But while I'm here, what am I doing? Am I mirroring? The image of Christ. Am I mirroring it and how to do it? I'm not telling you how we can tell you all day to mirror Christ, but how do you do it? James gives us the answer. James gives us all the answer. He said, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow wickedness. What he's saying to us, ladies and gentlemen, is that James is saying, uh, and, and we look at the deeper meaning when it says lay aside, it almost has the idea of taking off, like taking off your clothes. What he's saying is that you have to take off filthiness. You got to take off that wicked place. You got to take those things off. Some people think they can come to Christ with still keeping their clothes on, and that's why you don't mirror the image of Christ, and we're confused about where you at because you haven't taken it off. 
There are certain things I know that there. Come on, everybody got them desires that all get to us. Everybody, everybody in the room has those certain things. Those are there are certain sins you love and enjoy. Come on, let's tell the truth. There's certain things from me to you to those of you online you like to enjoy. You don't got to say it in the room. I already know because I am. I know. There's certain things. But if I'm going to become who I'm meant to be, I got to lay it aside. There comes a time where my choice has to make a decision to lay it aside. Say, I got to choose to do it. God ain't going to make you do it. You got to choose to do it. It's your human will that you can choose to do it. It's a choice. It is a choice. And then he says, receive the meekness, receive with meekness the implanted word. Said the implanted word. It means, ladies and gentlemen, that now, hallelujah, let's go to Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31, verse 33. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Ladies and gentlemen, I did a message series on Tuesday night and called Old Versus New. I encourage you to go watch that because it's going to help you in your faith. What I'm saying is, is that Jesus, God made a promise in the Old Covenant to say that, hey, there's a new covenant that's coming, that we live in now the new covenant. And what, what, what God is going to do is instead of you trying to memorize all the laws and all of those things, he said, listen, because of my spirit, I'm going to implant it on your heart. I'm going to implant it in your mind. The, by virtue of my Holy Spirit, I'm going to put it inside of you, the third person of the Godhead. I'm going to send you that gift. And guess what? Because of that, you're going to be now able and conscious to my law. You're going to be conscious to the law and this is what he said the law of liberty because it's liberating it is freedom ladies and gentlemen what God has given us is the ability to have freedom that was not presented in the old but he presents this level of liberty that's now presented in the new covenant he said I'm going to put my word on your hearts I'm going to he said you got to receive it if you receive it with meekness the implanted word that implanted word is he referring to is by the spirit of God, that how he's going to implant it on our hearts. So he says, wait a minute, you got to lay it aside, take it off and receive. If you're going to if you're going to if you're going to be a mirror, you got to lay it off. You got to make a choice. And guess what? You may not do it all together, but you may do pieces in that slowly but surely you taking you just taking it off. I'm taking off one by one. He said, and receive meekness, the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. So he's saying that the word is able to save your soul. He's saying that the word of God is able to save. It's able to deliver. It's able to help you to put aside those things of wickedness and filthiness, that the word is able to do that. You have to believe that the word is able to do that. But here is where I'm going. But it says, but he, but be doers of the word, not hearers only deceiving yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, all of you are sitting under the sound of my voice and you're hearing this word, but all of us will do different things after you hear it. Yeah. Not all of us, those of you who are here, those of you who are watching online will respond the same. 
for some you will do. For some you'll be like, oh, it was a good message. Pastor did okay. And then you'll keep on moving. And then for others, you'll take it and you'll receive it and you'll actually put it to practice. You can't be a hearer alone. Hearing is important because we understand faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But you got to understand something that faith is not dormanted. That if faith is going, if faith comes by hearing, that means that what I hear ought to push me to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My faith ought to push me to do something. My faith ought to push me to go after what God has for me. My faith ought to push me to go after those things that I've been scared to do. My faith ought to push me in the holiness. My faith ought to push me in the righteousness. My faith ought to push me into the God, what God has intended in my life. It ought to push me to reflect the image of God. It ought to push me to be, oh my God, to be a living epistle. It ought to push me in those things it should push me he said you cannot be a doer alone no you you can't be a doer alone but here we go here's what I'm getting to start playing Justin Timberlake mirrors Vernon for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer He's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Here's where I'm getting to. There's people who are hearers alone, but they're not a doer. He he makes a contrast between those who are hearers only and, uh, and those who are hearers and doers. What he does, ladies and gentlemen, he says... For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who observes his natural face. He looks at himself. He observes the natural face in a mirror. But here's what happens to this person. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. EP, come here for a second. Hold this mirror up to me real quick. So... What is the mirror in the text? The mirror, ladies and gentlemen, is the word. The Bible says in John, the, the Bible would tell us that the, in the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And the word was with God. Who is the word that John was talking about? It's Jesus the Christ. But we have the authoritative word, the absolute truth. And hold it up a little bit for me. And he says, listen, I can hear it, but it's like a man who looks in the mirror. I'm hearing, I'm seeing the word for itself. But he walks away like nothing happened. He walks away from the mirror. He he walks away. He looks at it. He hearing the word. But he walks away from it. Why does a person who hears it and not get transformed by the word? Why? Because he don't feel like it's the absolute truth. Why can I look at the word and examine what God says about my character and who I am? Because there's people who feel as though I'm good. He's not talking to me. Why is it that people can hear the word and look in the mirror briefly? It's because, nah, the Bible ain't real. It was written by people. It's the white man's religion. Oh, I'm coming down your world. Ah, that's why people can see it and don't walk away from it because they don't believe it's the absolute truth. They believe that, listen, that's an okay truth, but that's subjective. I got my energy for it. I got the frequencies for it. I got some crystals that help me out. I got all of these things. You know what I'm talking about, Sharika. I got all of this stuff. 
I don't think I need to look in the mirror and really have it examine me. Who does the word think he is? Hallelujah. Who is this Jesus person? I don't even think it was real. It's religion. It was made up. There's because there's people who are looking in the mirror and saying that Jesus is not who he is and I don't got to live by it out of their choice. And that's why a person can hear it. It sounds cool, but nah, I'm cool. I think I'm a good person. I don't need that. I think I'm a good person. I don't do anything to anybody. I'm cool and I don't have nothing. I don't got nothing to worry about. That's for other people who don't think they need saving. I don't need saving. I'm good. I got my, I got a good family. I got some good money. I got all of this stuff. I don't got nothing to be worried about. I don't really need to have that be my absolute truth and let that be rule over my life. I don't really need that. But when I go down your road, have you ever thought an evil thought? Well, yes, I have that you ain't good. Have you ever been able, have you ever thought something in your mind that you wanted to do to somebody? Well, yeah. Well, you're not good. Your righteousness is as filthy rags. Your righteousness ain't nothing. That's why Jesus came to show that mirror and say, you hellish. You don't got the truth. And so people feel as though if I don't got to look in the mirror too long, I don't have to have it investigate who I am. Because you're putting on a front. I don't want to investigate me. Uh-uh. Give me that mirror down. <laughs> Has anybody ever been like me? When I heard, when I see the word and it's talking right about me, I'm like, oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> Start reading my row. Really? Dang, I'm not that good. You telling me to love those who despitefully use me? <laughs> hey, sweetie, you telling me to love my enemy? Let's put that down for a second. <laughs> you telling me I got to give? I need money. It's inflation, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> you telling me I got to what? I got to do this? Hey, this is not what I thought I was called to do. I wanted to do this. Come on, all of us has been here. Nobody's exempt. See, this is what people do. They see preachers sometimes, and not everybody... But there's some people we know who can show the mirror and then and to you and tell you who you are, but they can't tell you who they are. When I preach this to us, ladies and gentlemen, I don't preach it to you like I'm trying to tell you what to do. I got to live my life by the same mirror because the mirror is the word of God and if I can look at myself and be like man I still got a long way to go I'm still working on my salvation just like you I'm still trying to hear those two words well done hey, I'm still living to hear God tell me take your rest Look at somebody say, you a mirror. Oh, but you got to reflect Jesus. You a mirror. 
I feel like preaching now. Ah, I'm a mirror. I've been on my living epistle, and he's written his law on my heart. His word. I thank you, Jesus, that I've hidden in my heart, that I may no longer sin against thee. Sometimes you got to look at it when you don't want to. I don't want to look at it sometimes. Because the word, he said we beheld his glory full of grace and truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. So my face, I'm not looking at me. I'm looking at him and what he says in his word and is examining me. Brandon, you know you need to forgive them. Brandon, you know you need to let that go. Forgive so that your sins may be forgiven. Hallelujah. And I look in the mirror. But he said, James says that, but the person who goes away, he looks at his natural face. What is it talking about? His unregenerated self. And that the law looks at him. The person who don't hear it and do, who don't do, he looks at it because the, the word is looking at not just your face like, ooh, I got to lose a couple pounds. I ain't telling you that. It looks at your soul. Looking at your motives. Ha! Yo. It's more than you just seeing it. Sometimes, let's be honest in the room, sometimes we look at the mirror not to even just look at ourselves and what we need to fix. A lot of times we're looking at it like, man, there's some things that I, I got to go. Sometimes the mirror is not there just for, for, for external appearance. Sometimes we just look at it just sit, to see yourself. And some people are afraid to look at the mirror because... They're looking at themselves, and some people don't like what they see. But let me tell you something. It can change by your choice. Because if I look at this, which is the word, hallelujah, if I look at that word and see what Jesus says, who I am, listen, you, you know you better than that. You know that you don't got to fall for no. That's toxic. That's, that's not real love. You, you, you listen. Oh, my God. I love you with an endless love. What you doing? What you doing? What you doing? He, it's the mirror. It's the mirror that looks at us. Because it's through that that we know what we're reflecting. So that we can be changed to be able to mirror in front of others what we profess and believe. You know why some people don't want to come to Jesus? It's because the people that are so-called reflecting him don't look like him. Now, it ain't a good enough excuse, but I understand. But sometimes people have not claimed to God because whoever exemplified him in their lives, that what they said was them reflecting God really wasn't. And so that turned people away. Some went atheists. Some believe in universalism. Other people don't believe there is anything and believe by their own truth and their own moral code. I'm not talking about those who didn't mirror Christ to you. I'm not talking about them. They don't matter. Because still, you got to live by them. 
God ain't going to care about at the end of the day, well, your people won't represent them well. That's not a good representation, but still, it's still up to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You got to look at that mirror for yourself. And here's what people are doing on on social media. They want to throw the mirror at the church because some people have thrown a mirror to us because of what there's some people who have not lived up to the expectation of God. And they want to draw the mirror to you. And then we do the same thing, but hey, you ain't this. Instead of telling everybody, well, the heck with all of your mirrors. You better look at yourself. And you better look into the mirror of God's word, not on your bias, but on what the truth is. Because you got stuff to fix just like you got one. Hello, everyone. My name is Vernon Hill, Executive Director here at Transformation Christian Fellowship. What better way to grow in your Christian faith than in community with other believers? We invite you to be a part of Transform Life, our life groups here at TCF. Connect with any of our life groups for encouragement and support as you grow in your Christian faith. We're so excited to be able to walk this journey with you. All of us got something to fix. All of us have something. But here it is. The transformation of reflecting the image of God is not by your strength, though. For the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, clearly you are an epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God. It's not on tablets of stone, but on the tablets of flesh. He talking about you. That is of the heart. But here we go. And we have such trust through Christ towards God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything else being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. What is this telling you? One more verse, and it says here, it says, Who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. But what Paul is saying is, is that we are not sufficient of ourselves to look in the mirror and transform, but it's the job of the Holy Spirit to transform. I can't change anybody and nor am I trying to change you. All I'm trying to do is give you the word and allow the word of God to change you. The word of God is already offensive. You don't have to be offensive on top of that. All you got to do is give people the truth from God's word and allow the Holy Spirit to correct them. Allow the Holy Spirit to deal with their, uh, their mental state. Allow the Holy Spirit to deal with their heart. I'm not trying to change you because I got my own salvation. I got to work out and I'm not God so you can't depend on my salvation you gotta get it for yourself hallelujah it's not by my sufficiency if it was by my sufficiency then I wouldn't need Jesus but it's by his sufficiency that I will be transformed hallelujah Hallelujah, because for some people, it's foolish. The word of God is foolish to those who are perishing, but it's life to those, hallelujah, who are receiving eternal life. The ladies and gentlemen, he's trying to implant it upon us so that we can depend on him. 
Because through depending on him, we can look like him. By depending on him, I can reflect him and reflect to others. This is how you depend on God. You can use me as an example. Now I'm dependent on God. Yeah, I don't have everything that I want, but listen, I'm living a comfortable life. Hallelujah, that is uncomfortable, but I'm going out there and I'm pursuing what God has, not in my strength, but in his. Ladies and gentlemen, but here's what he says, and I'm coming to a close because I'm getting out of here now. The reality is he says it, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, how do you be a mirror? How, how do we reflect his glory? It says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work this one will be blessed in what he does. The word says here, ladies and gentlemen, when it says looks into, it has the idea in its original language, ladies and gentlemen, who looks intently. And then it goes as far to say those who lean in. Somebody say lean in. Don't lean back like Fat Joe. Lean in. Don't rock away with it. Rock into it. <laughs> that song was hot. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> That's not what he's saying here, though. He said, look into the perfect law. And he says, lean into it. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't know that. There's some things that, yeah, you've been walking with God for a while, but man, I didn't realize that about myself. Let me look into that. You tell, oh, I don't, man, I guess I don't got enough patience. Man, I need a little bit more patience. I ain't realized that, Jesus. I ain't realized that, Jesus. And then what happens? He give you a situation where you got to be patient. Are you going to do that, Jesus? <laughs> we really do this? Here's what happens is that he gives you, puts you in situations to see how you're going to choose Will you be a forgetful hearer? Sometimes God will put somebody who you don't even care for. All right, let's see. What you going to do? Sorry. Uh, all right, Jesus. I'm growing in faith this time. It's the only way. He said you got to look intently into it. You got to lean into it and continue in it. Stay steadfast, unmovable, always abounding into the work of the Lord, knowing that your work is not in vain. It is not in vain when you do what God tells you to do. Blessed are those who do what he does, what he says. Let me tell you something. The favor of God will always rest upon you, even in situations where you don't know how you're going to get out. The favor of the Lord will always rest. Why? Because I'm just going to walk it out. I'm just going to walk it out. I'm just going just to look at his perfect law of liberty, and I'm going to keep on going. I'm not going to get sidetracked. I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm just going to keep moving. So what if you don't receive it? I don't care. It ain't about you. It's about my relationship with God. Here we go. Uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 
28, it says, but this is what Jesus said. But he said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Jesus said, listen, you are blessed not only when you hear, but when you keep it. When you walk into it, you are blessed. And then James comes back and say the same thing. And you know what's so funny how James is saying this? You know who this James is in the Bible? It's Jesus' half-brother. He was not a believer at first. He didn't even really think nothing of his brother. <laughs> Listen, go over there, heal them people, man. What you doing? That's something you do, you know, whatever. He wasn't even a believer. He didn't become a believer in Jesus until after his resurrection. And now he comes back telling you, blessed are those who keep the word because something happened when he looked into the mirror and saw, wait a minute, that was the actual truth. And he turned. <laughs> and now he's an apostle. Now he's writing to us to tell us, hey, keep the law of God. And you'll be blessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. You want to know how you're blessed? It's about just being obedient. He said, happy are those, blessed are those who not only just hear the word, but keep it, but keep it. I got to keep it hidden in my heart. And I end you on it. He says, but we all with unveiled face beholding. This is the scripture that our church is founded on in a mirror. The glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as the spirit of the Lord. You want to know who a true genuine mirror looks like? It's going to pattern itself after it's uh, pattern itself after Jesus. If you're going to reflect, if you're going to be the mirror, because we're mirrors, we're reflecting something. And if you're going to reflect Jesus, that means that my face is no longer unveiled. The same passage is when Paul talks about that those who hear the law of Moses still have a veil over their face. But we all, hallelujah, he's talking to those who've been transformed. He's talking to those who made a decision to follow Christ. He says, but to you, you don't got the veil over your face anymore. You know the truth, and now you are beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord. And what happens is, is now that you're being transformed into the same image. Guess what? You may have seen me two years ago. You may see me now. But when you look a couple months from now and you look a year later from now, I'm not going to be the same because I'm moving from glory to glory, from faith to faith. I'm leveling up. Why am I leveling up? Because I see the mirror and the mirror is Jesus. And as I see him, I know what I got to pattern myself after. And when I receive the absolute truth of his unadulterated word, I will live in such a way that will move me in every way of my life. Look at somebody say, I'm not staying the same. I'm not staying the same. I'm going to reflect the image of God. I'm going to reflect him. Why? Because the world will no longer your light so shine for all the world to see. You are a city that sat upon a hill. 
And when they see your light, others will be attracted to your liar. Your family will be attracted to the liar. Your, oh my God, your co-workers will be attracted to the liar. Hey, don't why are you living the way you're living? I got stuff going on in my life. What's working for you? Well, I look in the word of God and it gives me the truth and it helps me to guide my course. That yeah, I was dealing with depression, but yes, this is what God did for me while I was dealing with it. Yeah, I got out of a toxic relationship, but this is what I saw in the word. So I won't make the same mistake again. This is what I saw and it transformed my mind so that I can now be on the right course. <laughs> oh my Jesus. So you are a mirror, but what are you reflecting? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you reflecting? I've been purchased by blood. Hallelujah. Pouring of his spirit. Hallelujah. Ah, do you have a blessed assurance this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at some. Listen, the reason why I'm this passionate, because while I was preparing this word, I said, oh man, there's still things in me that has to become. If I'm going to go to the next level, if I'm going to be ready to be a husband and be a, and be, be a father to my newborn, there's things I got to mirror to make sure that he don't stumble. Hallelujah. Now, he'll make decisions for his own, but I got to give him the path. Hallelujah. Train up a child in the way that they should go. That even if he desires to part, because God remember you, I, he will keep it. Hallelujah. Yes. Stand to your feet. I got to get out of here. I said I'm a mirror. I'm a mirror. I'm a mirror. know about you buddy I ain't trying to be the same brand that I was yesterday I'm trying to be new I don't know about you but I want God to make things all new in my life so when I stand before God I'm not standing before him to earn salvation I'm standing before him <laughs> when it's all said and done God could take me tonight and I'll say everything. Hallelujah. I tried to reflect you in here. Hallelujah. What is your life going to read? What is your life leaving behind? What is your life leaving behind? What is your life speaking? Do people have to make stuff up about you or are they going to talk about what's real? What you reflect? Hallelujah. This is serious. It's at the end of the day. When I get there, hey, glory. Hallelujah. I'll say, Lord, here I am. And he'll say, well done, Brandon. My good and faithful servant. Have your rest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What will my people say? Would I reflect his image? 
so that I wasn't a stumbling block for them. So they could come and see that there is a God. His name is Jesus and he is as real as your name. Lift your hands to heaven. Hallelujah. We're getting out of here. Say, Lord, touch my heart today. Touch my heart today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I tell the Lord, hey, whatever it's in me that hasn't yielded to reflect you well, forgive me, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. I repent. He's, this is a part of your, this is a part, repentance is a part of it. It's a part of looking like huh, huh. And you're all I want. And you're all I ever needed. And you're all I want. Help me know you are near.
Aleluia. Oh, aleluia. Aleluia. For the Lord God Almighty reigns. Come on, holy, come on, holy. Yeah. 
If you don't know Jesus, stay right there. If you don't know Jesus, I give you the opportunity to know him today. If you want to rededicate your life back to Christ, you can do that now. <laughs> uh, uh, woo, glory. I hear you, Lord. Just repeat the prayer after me. I'm not going to give you a whole spill. You need to know Jesus. Listen, Lord Jesus, come in the heart. I acknowledge I'm a sinner in need of a Savior in this moment. I know that you died on the cross, that you were buried, and that you rose again from my sin. In the name of Jesus, and I give you my heart today. I want to reflect you. I'm tired of what I've been trying to put on. I'm tired of my facade. I want to give you my life today. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Hey, glory. Amen. If you said that prayer in this house today, we believe you're saved. Come and talk to us after service or come down right now. Those of you who are online, text that number right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You come here. And you. Come here. Hallelujah. I'm honest, I got to pray for you. I believe the Lord wants to do something great on your life. I really do. And guess what? God's going to do something different in your life. God's going to take you places that you never imagined that you'll see. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm not telling you this out of cliche or anything like that. I'm telling you the real truth. Because why I've got to bring you up here and pray for you is because the enemy wants you. And I believe that today. And I must pray this morning over you that God will keep you in a place of obedience. That God will keep you in a place of obedience. There are people, like I've heard it in the spirit so far, that there are people that are around you who wants to suck you into another way and try to draw you into another place. But I rebuke that right now. I rebuke that off of you right now. And I call you blessed. I call that God's hand is upon your life. I declare that you will not make the same mistakes. You will make different choices in the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare that your creativity is going to take you great places. I don't even know you that well, but your hands are creative. You know how to take something and make it into something. I decree and declare, God, hey, my soul, God's going to take you, and you ain't never seen nothing like this. I decree and declare right now the enemy will not have you. I decree and declare over you right now that the hand and the favor of God will be with you all your life. And I declare right now, may you come into great obedience. Don't you go turn to the left. Don't you turn because you think you need acceptance there. Don't you dare go there because I'm telling you that this prayer this morning is going to guard your life. I'm telling you it's going to guard your life. It's going to guard you. I decree and declare it's going to hover around you. The hedge of protection of God is going to hover around you. Do I have my permission to lay my hands on you? Lift your hands to heaven and receive this. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you would subscribe so you can continue to be empowered by the latest message. 
For more information about Transformation Christian Fellowship or Pastor Brandon Hill, visit our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org, or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to the number 94000 or visit our website. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.